Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin That's a lot. Yes, look at the that. Metropolitan. What did you think, fellas? Do you think they did it justice? Well, the, fantastic. The debonair. <laughs> hey, how great to see you. Now, you could at least have made some sort of effort knowing you were coming on the show. This <laughs> that's a great, that's a, that's a full-on turban you've got on there, David. I'm uh, honouring Escarita today. <laughs> you want to be careful. You don't want to try and fly with that, and they'll stop you and search you. You know that, don't you? No, they don't stop and search me. They just figure, no. Can't be. Go. Just go. Guys, uh, it's a thrill for me to have you here. I'm a big fan of the New York Dolls. I have been since I first discovered you in the mid-70s. That seems like a long time ago, and it is, I guess. When did you guys first you do You are 75 years old, aren't now, you? Now, you see, that can get you ousted from the couch. Um, <laughs> when, when did you first get together? When did the band form? Uh, I don't know. 72? 71, actually. Yeah, if you want history, yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember yeah. it. Why did you make David answer if you knew the answer? He still remembers everything. Yeah. Didn't you once problem. get arrested for impersonating a woman? Um, well, it was in Memphis, as I recall, right? But you weren't impersonating a woman. I wasn't. I was kind of dressed like Liza Minnelli at the time. He yeah. invited everybody on the stage and uh, he got arrested for that in Memphis, Tennessee. But they, they pegged it on dressing like Liza Minnelli? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I had to go to jail dressed like Liza Minnelli. Which, <laughs> and Memphis jail is, is not Mayberry. It's, it's a real jail. Uh, I should imagine Liza Minnelli's probably been to jail dressed as Liza Minnelli as well. <laughs> I don't know if she has spent any time. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Come and sit back down, David. Oh, <laughs> I thought he was a close friend really of Liza Minnelli's, and I'm upset him for that. I don't think he was storming off. <laughs> um, I was just like the young Liza. Yeah. You know what? Are you guys, I'm assuming, uh, being older gentlemen, with a great deal of common sense, maybe not in the dress department, but certainly <laughs> uh, to each his own. <laughs> you guys are clean of uh, substances these days, or do you still ever dabble? Because in a way, it was the rock and roll excess that did for so many of your, your former Well, bandages. yeah, but I mean, it, it was really, it was just the time, and, and, and you know, it's, it's sort of like that telephone conversation, you know, where it, when it gets handed down, and through the years, where we look like a bunch of badass junkies, but we weren't really, yeah. you know. I was begging for morphine backstage, but no one would give me it. <laughs> and I said, well, if you haven't got morphine, I'll take a halcyon. <laughs> you kind of take it, and you, you're here, but you're not really here. You yeah. don't remember it. So it's kind of weird, though, isn't it? that some people, you know, the, the drugs. You, you, everyone tries drugs at some stage in their life, perhaps. Uh, some people do lose themselves completely. Others, it doesn't seem to grip in the same way. Were you luckier not to, to go the same route as the other guys, or do you think it just didn't work for your body chemistry in that respect? Or? What you want to talk science? You mean like I think you know some people are have like are genetically predisposed to like two guys, right? They both get really. F up and one guy says, I'll, Hold on, I'm not is this, are that. these scientific terms you're using here, David? I'm <laughs> too 
fucking guys are sitting in a fucking room. Um, they both get loaded, right? One guy says, I'm not going to do that again until New Year's Eve or something. And the other one says, where's the stuff? You know? Yeah. So it's just really kind of a predisposition. I think. And you were lucky to be the guy who waited till New Year's Eve? Um, not particularly, no. <laughs> well, there goes the theory. Uh, no, the theory is correct, but uh, I'm not the guy to prove it. Um, the new album by the New York Dolls, and I'm so pleased to be able to say that. It's so exciting that you guys have got a new album. It's, uh, it's out right now. It's got some great stuff on it. And you have some great people with you. You have Michael Stipe working on the album with you, I believe? Yes. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Wow, a great bunch of people. Uh, it's great to have you here. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing you perform live for us. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, will you join me in saying thank you before they perform live for you to David Johansson and Sylvain Sylvain. Thank you, England. Thank you, United Kingdom. You've always been so kind to us. Guys, thank you very much indeed. All Hold right, on. welcome to another edition of Barang. Uh, we're not on a Freeform Rock podcast. <laughs> Somebody's on uh, uh, Facebook there. I heard that. But, uh, man, hey, Charles, huh. you said let's do an extra episode and let's bring on Lee, man. So let's you uh, take this one, man. Yes, sir. This is old times here. Uh, oh, like, yeah. I feel. Um, I mean, we all do, I think, a little bit. This is like last year, maybe, when... When I would guest and Lee would be on, so it's kind of like a little reunion. The last time we had all them youngsters on, huh, Lee? Uh, I, I, that's kind of a traumatic thing that I, 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 I didn't want to remember, but. <laughs> but everybody knows the incomparable Lee Gerstman. Welcome back to the show. Oh, well. thank you. And we are doing a pick that I came up with. I hope that uh, I don't get too many tomatoes thrown at me by the end, but we'll see. And, uh, uh, maybe, maybe a few slightly um, day-old vegetables, but not rotten tomatoes. Wow. Well, we'll see. But back to you, Mark. You're the, the swinging, the well, real stuff. you could have said what we're doing today, and then we could start bullshitting. It's just bullshit, and then we'll get into that. All right, so... Uh, they can read. They're going to see it. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hey, uh, well, yeah. maybe, maybe a few can't. Okay, we're doing uh, New York Dolls' debut album. Yeah. And an album that I may or may not like. We don't like to give up what we think until we do the review but i may or may not like it <laughs> well i may or may not like it either i've been talking shit about this album for years and uh i kind of maybe i have to make an apology maybe i don't <laughs> so. i'll tell you this i knew maybe a couple of new york dolls songs i knew of the new york dolls ever since i was about six or seven so that's how long ago i knew of them but I never did hear one of those albums. Finally, I heard one. And I'll let you know what I think when it's my turn. Now I know who this motherfucker Johnny Thunders is. I, I People say Johnny Thunders. I go, who the fuck is that? Oh, he's in this band. <laughs> well, I always what's... knew who David Johansson was because this guy's been in movies, uh, freaking Scrooge. He was Buckster Poindexter singing Hot, Hot, Hot. Oh, and, uh, well, I gotta remind me of that. He doesn't even like that. <laughs> because Buster Poindexter, uh, when I heard David was in this band, oh, I ain't listening to that shit. <laughs> so, he fucking ruined his uh, his uh, real career 
by fucking doing that fucking dude. <laughs> well, I totally agree with you. To be honest, that's the first time I was aware of him was Buster Poindexter. Because I remember watching Scrooge, and I was like, oh, it's Buster Poindexter. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know he had, like, a real name. I thought that was Buster Poindexter. Yeah. was his name. I thought that's who he was. And, boy, I didn't know much. But I'll tell you, you know, but he's like the opposite of Chris Gaines. He's actually better than Chris Gaines. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> the opposite that way, too. <laughs> oh my god I, I i just i just remember seeing this guy in movies and do it he was on mtv a lot this guy was singing hot 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 on mtv a lot can you believe that shit he was also he was also on oz ah, i didn't watch oz everybody i know from, from his david johansson career and i had some of his albums and and then when i saw him as buster poindexter it's weird because even though I figured it was uh, he looked alike, I I did not make the connection. Yeah, yeah I did. I didn't know. I, I I didn't know he was in the New York Dolls like maybe like six years ago. So it's like, oh, that Buster Poindexter was in a, a proto punk band. Uh, do I want to hear hot 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 guys singing punk? Nah. So I just said if he sounds like that. In a punk band, that ain't my jive, man. <laughs> and the producer of this album, I hate fucking Todd Rundgren. <laughs> Todd Rundgren? God, I hate Todd Rundgren. Did you hear that new car shit he tried to do? It's fucking horrible. Well, he's done more than that. Well, what else did he do? Um, he, Quite a few things. He did a whole bunch of stuff, probably none of which you'll like. It's Well, I know he's produced a lot of albums that I've liked. But I know he you know sang on a lot of his solo heart. stuff I didn't like. What was his song? My heart. I don't want to work. Oh, uh, that's the only one I like. It's like his most famous. But he, he produced, me and Lee reviewed uh, one of those Badfinger albums where he produced half of it and George Harrison produced the other half. Was that a good one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good one. You know, I think that's good. I'm not yeah. liking I'm not... You know, hating on Badfinger, but I think that I think that album we, me and Lee, did was better than No Dice. So, hey, there was there was a drummer in this band called Billy Merica. <laughs> yeah, and he croaked. Oh, I'm sorry. So he never gets to hear people go Merica. <laughs> you go what? He had a he had a drug overdose in London, and I don't think he was around his bandmates or he just was like regular people like partying you know and shit and they like force fed him coffee and put oh, him shit. in a back car. i just read this today wow. and he uh, asphyxiated i guess on vomit you know that world famous vomit yeah always make sure to sleep on your side when you get really drunk yeah and it didn't help the band but his replay too much with their reputation and then but jerry nolan took over and do you know who he was childhood friends with mark alden taylor was that a beetle i don't know peter chris oh you know what peter chris is a great drummer i just don't like his voice peter chris auditioned the same time as jerry nolan for this slot in the new york dolls we did a review of a peter chris chelsea yeah yeah i, I, I thought we, that was okay we were the first 
once who did a review of that album. After we did it, a bunch of people did it, but before then, no one did it. So I credit us as being the first podcast to review Chelsea. Yeah, they give us credit. No, we're always the ones they no. steal from. Like uh, another podcast is calling themselves America's Podcast right now. You know what? Everybody knows we are, so enjoy. <laughs> well, we're also the first to do Mascara Sue and the Shags. Um, we, need to, we need to come up with something that's really out there, man. Like, I have it. Fuck with I've people. already have it. I already have it, and that's yeah. the holiday show, remember? Oh, who? The holiday show. The holiday show, yeah. Lee needs to be on that one, too. It must be. It's, it's a tradition here yeah. on the Free Form Podcast now. <laughs> Happy holidays with some shitty music, folks. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't want to be on that, but, but, but it's the group that, that does a Christmas thing that you can let me put on it, I'll be on it. So, so well, how many holiday episodes did we have with, like, freaking... Uh, uh, United States of America and stuff like that. Was I like oh, on, in constant holiday days when you're picking us? <laughs> first time I was on was on holiday, and we started with the shitty Not the tradition. holiday album. We picked Damn Yankee. Remember how shitty that was? Oh, that was not a shitty album. That was actually I better than the sh Didn't do holiday music. I no, know. No, no, it's a joke, Lee. Oh, okay. Um, I'm drunk for the I'm, holiday. I'm. I'm. I'm I'm smiling and laughing. That means Lee gave me late. Lee gave me holiday albums year round. <laughs> Good job, yeah. Lee. You and Bushy man should should get together. <laughs> we did what? M Yankees two years ago. Last <laughs> we did the Shags, and this year I dug up an album with a world famous performer, but it was a shitty fucking album. Ranked one of the shittiest albums of all time. There's your little. Your little hint. Hey, he was in a band. Hey, Charles, you gotta admit, fucking damn Yankees is not like the Shags, man. Come on, man. No, it's, but it was wasn't it, good. In the same sort of way, toadstools are not like um, rancid vegetables. Oh God, I, I'm just saying. I love that damn Yankees album. And it, it's like when people talk shit about Oasis, Charles. It, it hits me right in the heart, man. It hits you in the heart. Yeah, it hits me in the heart because you guys, Why? because you make me for Clint's talking so much shit about a great band, man. Ah, well, I, I, I get and that I don't like. It hits me in the heart and it hits me in the right place, and I pat myself on the back and say, "Good job, Lee." <laughs> I don't know where the shags hit me though. I, I, I... <laughs> um, it, that would be hard to top though. Uh, mascara Sue is pretty interesting. I, my feet, I did better than the shags. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about getting a cowbell and starting a band after I heard them. If they can make an album, I can make an album. <laughs> yeah. Mark at your worst. You are 100% better than the Shags. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks. When they say how ingenious he is, he loved them. So I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> kind of question is, is ingenuity. Thanks, Zap. Those chicks should go out and open up for an alternative band, man. <laughs> are you talking about Frank Zappa? You know what Frank Zappa did? What'd he do? He had Alice Cooper and his band 
rehearse for an hour or two in the studio to get their music um, tight. So then when he came back, they could record an album. So they were just going through basic motions saying, okay, maybe this song can be like this. They were just kind of going one, two, three, four, let's just see the skeletal version of just, just warm up. Then an hour later, Zappa comes back, he tells them the album's done. They go, what do you mean the album's done? He said, I recorded you. Everything that you did, that's your album. And it wasn't meant to be that way. They were a much better band than that. But Zappa decided to screw them over. And that was the album um, Pretty Sweet. And, and that was basically like just just you know trying you know just just seeing if their instruments were in tune and just seeing okay we got these chord changes down so when we record then we can do it but Zappa thought no that's the raw sound I want so he really screwed them over you know, you know, I played an eleven-minute version of Black Curtains live on uh, that thatmetalstation.com last hmm. Tuesday, and I, yeah. I just want to—I gotta say something. I was gonna say was something Black when we recorded Black yesterday. Let me say it? this real quickly before I forget. Sorry. Let me say. Uh, I I just want to wish uh, uh, because yesterday was my mom's birthday, August fifth, and I forgot to say it on that episode, but I'll say it on this episode happily, happily. Happy Heavenly Birthday to my mom, Ruth. I miss you. You rule. I lost her in 2004. Uh, she would have been 75. But uh, she died way too soon in 2000. She's, she died in her 50s, man. <laughs> Fucking sucks. But um, happy happy birthday to you, Miss um, Taylor. Yeah, I lost uh, my entire family within yeah. like, like the first of the 2000s. My grandma died in 2001. Mom died yeah. in 2004, and then I think my grandpa died in 2013. Wow. Yeah. Fuck the 2000s. <laughs> well, I, had, I, mean, I, had a, I had a similar thing. So, I mean, at least there's one thing. I don't know. There's nothing good about it. I know what you're talking about. Mom, dad croaked within the same year. Damn. Like, get it over with, I guess. I don't know. Just be done with it. I was, yeah, it sucks, man. Maybe it's like so, that yeah. movie where the red fern grows, where the one dog grieves so much and dies right after. <laughs> I don't know. No, why would you guys, that's so sad. Let's let's try to be happy. What to say is um fuck dog dying in a movie. Um, oh, oh, the only movie that a dog dies is good because it builds up the whole fucking movie is John Wick. There you go. Literally though, they showed us. Go ahead, Lee. I was just gonna say. Was the song that you thought of, Mark, was it Black Juju or Black Curtains? Black Curtains. Oh, okay, then he must have had two songs with the word black in it. Yeah, it was on It was on that album Zoot Allurus. Remember the album, oh! I, kept, remember the album I kept bugging you to so, review? So, oh, 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 you, oh, oh, oh so, so, well, well, that's, well, well, that's, um, you that's, gave me the, um, you gave me the Zap album with Valley Girl on it instead. <laughs> that's what happened on Alice Cooper. That's why I got it mixed up. Yeah, no. 
I was talking. We were talking about Zappa. You talk. I said I played a song by Zappa because you talked about yeah. Zappa oh, producing. I you said oh, Zappa I, fucked I, over I, Cooper. And, Cooper. Yeah, but and you I, were talking about Zappa also. Yeah, yeah. because I questioned Zappa's in, ingenuity oh. because he loved the fucking Shags over the Beatles. <laughs> what the and, fuck? And um, I think that sometimes he just said what he said because he knew nobody would question him because he was Zappa and he would go home and say, ha ha, I fooled them again. I would hope so. Yeah, but fucking I Zappa, is a, I just got all his album, his whole discography. Lots of live shit, lots of weird shit. If you ever heard Steve Vai's Flexible, that's fucking from him coming from Zappa. Uh, little yeah. Green Men. Oh my god, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, wow! I I have that. I, I had that album. That's cool. I heard, I heard that came in a magazine. He had the album Flexible or something like in a magazine. You could yeah, play it. Flexible leftovers and yeah, um, that was, but, but that was cool. on a CD because it was a remake. Yes. No, no, I, I had it on on a reissue on um album, but it was like a reissue from the original label. So yeah. it was like a reissue, non-reissue, reissue. So it was weird. But. Flexible Leftovers has that song called Go Fuck Yourself, right? Yeah. I, yeah, I love that fucking song. <laughs> they told the everybody to fuck I, off. The song I used to play for people from Flexible when they came over is I want to play you some by Steve Vai. It's a nice song called There's Something Dead in Here. And then I would play that one and they'd go, oh, weird. I love I, his Roth stuff, man. But fucking flexible and flexible leftovers fucking uh the album with uh the audience is listening passion and warfare man i i think daily off is holding him back and then he went into white snake which kind of didn't fit but uh we haven't reviewed that album yet so we'll get into that if we ever review that album but um i think yeah. steve i is a genius his last album was amazingly he has like this high, the guitar called the Hydra, which has like I think six or seven arms on it. And he has to play it with it like on a stand, and he'll go up and play every fucking arm on that. And the song, Next. the song Next. called the Hydra, has all the he's playing it on there. Next, wow. What you don't Next. like, Steve Vai? Next, it's not arms. Oh, Next. Oh yeah, Next. I don't. Yeah, I'm not a guitar player. So. Why did I call these things on my shoulders arms when they're necks? <laughs> the neck is at the top of the... I don't fucking know. But he you don't play guitar either unless you're singing about gravy. But, but I, think he stole right. that, I think he stole that idea from Rick Nielsen. Have you seen that cheap trick guitar he has? Yeah. yeah the heart one and all that. Yeah, thing. dude. He, Rick Nielsen is a fucking genius. I know no, you hate cheap. Well, you don't hate cheap trick, Charles. No, I don't hate cheap trick. I hate their fans. Well, like we they're... don't hate you, Charles. Just come on in and have fun with us, man. No, they're a good band, but you guys, those fans get as bad as like Rush fans. Not me. They're, all, they're pushing Maiden tards. Well, but, uh, yeah. that's the other dude. Not me. I've never. They're like, I they get for not liking them. Just that one person. I've seen others. Oh, and then they get all mad when you're like, "Well, they're okay." I mean, they're. I mean, if they were so good, why aren't they headlining over like Motley Crue? Hey, if they were so good, um, do you oh. see? Do you? Yeah, you know, you know what? 
And I don't like Motley Crue. You know That's what? You know what? That sucks because that means people like fake music instead of real music. Because Motley Crue is up there using tapes. Uh, Robin Sanders fucking singing his ass off. I agree. I agree. You know what? Um, um, but there's something missing. There's always been something missing with them. Really? The dark, poppy lyrics are so dark and the song is fucking poppy. For some reason it didn't like completely... It's like they're like the... It's I don't know I I don't like talking bad about them because again I'll get hate mail I, and I I just want to figure this out like a fucking psychiatrist here Was like it because you heard I want you to want me first no but I don't like that song that much well it's not their best song they have better it's kind of thousand lame. times better songs it's than lame. Lame. but huh? it's a pretty lame song oh. but oh, it I is big no girl to me. I was say when we talk about guitars with um, more than one neck, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you some that you might find interesting. Um, I, I probably already told Charles this, but I'll tell you this. Marty Ballin said... Yeah, I love that guy. He, he was in a club. This was before he was forming his band, Jefferson Airplane, but he was kind of in the process of thinking about it. If you believe in miracles... Okay, go yeah. ahead. Well, 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 this was the original group. This wasn't Starship. But anyway, I know. he was the club, and then Paul Kantner comes in, and he has, like, two necks on his guitar, like a 12-string something, and he looks at him, and it was too late for Paul Kantner to sign up to play. So Marty Ballin said... He just went up to him and said, hey, if you want, I will let you play instead of me. So Paul Kantner went, okay. So it was Paul Kantner's turn to come up. He goes up there, and for ten or so minutes, all he does is tune his guitar, and then after he tunes it, he looks at everybody and shakes his head and says, no. I can't do it. I'm out of here. And he walks out. And Marty Ballin said, that's what made me decide that he's going to be my best musician in my group. You know, because, you know, back then he had integrity, man. Uh, uh, apparently he, he, he followed him out of the club and he said they jammed, but he said, the, the fact that the guy wouldn't even play and he walked out of the club... That that's the reason why someone wanted him on the band? That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's Paul, weird. Paul Katner is awesome. He's a great songwriter. But yeah. his voice is just, like, horrid. It's like, all right, let Mickey, let's, let Grace, let Marty sing. Stop singing, Paul! You suck! <laughs> I, I like the girl before Grace a little better. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't last Oh, man. I, I like Paul Katner. Have you ever seen China Katner? She's pretty hot, man. Yeah, she was on MTV and all that. But back to Cheap Trick. Again, I don't hate them. They're a very good band. It's their... Uh, they have... But their fans will jump into your shit if you're not like, oh, my God, they're the greatest ever. Fuck the Beatles. Fuck the Stones. It's Cheap Trick. Oh, it's fuck like that! Come on, man. They're not that damn good. I, 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 I would say they're up to their level. 
the Stones and and the Beatles. They're up they, to the they, Stones. They're up, to, they're up to their level, yeah. but they're not as good as them. How about that? I would have taken Boston back then. No, 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 no. I would. No, you need to listen to the deep. I'm not saying you need to listen to it because you're going to get on me about saying it. Maybe if you have time, check out Heaven Tonight without the singles and check out uh, Dream Police without the singles and the first Cheap Trick album without the singles. Listen to the, the One. domestic uh, violence, man. Oh my God, it's great. Fucking uh, I'm gonna race hell, dude. All shook up. Because the Beatles um, um, And the greatest thing they ever did was record, which Robin went on, and it wasn't the uh, the bass player wouldn't play it. It was some Tony Levin. It was when they did I'm Losing You with John Lennon. That fucking ruled. It's one of their better albums. I love All Shook Up. That's well, a great... Also, they also oh. did the Beatles live, Sgt. Pepper's. About Cheap Trick is already twisted. So you won't like the good stuff. Hey, seriously, Lee? Sorry. You, you are the Rick Nielsen of podcasting. I I am. He he's he he looks like me but without the fat cheeks. <laughs> well, you look like you lost a lot of weight, especially with that new haircut, man. Thank you. Yeah, looking all dapper. Put, putting my um 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 head underneath um a a um tire as someone's um, um, doing like engine rotation helps. Hey, you know, you know what, Charles? Fuck, mm. the, fuck those cheap trick fans, those fucking uppity bitches. I fucking talk shit. Just listen to them for the music. Fuck those fans, dude. You know, I don't like elitist fans. I love Rush, but if you don't like Rush, I only jive Bushy a little bit because he likes Millie Vanilli. I said, you like Millie Vanilli and you don't like Rush? That's just a joke. But like what you like, man. That's, but, 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 that's, understood, but, that's understood between us. I'm not... Like, when you make a comment that only non-Rush fans love the debut album. Yeah, well, I guess that's me. I'm yeah. not a big fan. You are. I respect it. I respect all the Rush fans. I seen them live. It was a great concert. But it, I don't like 22-minute long songs. Well, I'm not, not all their songs are 22 minutes long. Yeah, and that, but, you know, they they just missed me when they were, like, big. And, and so I don't feel like catching up, but I do respect them. Great band, and I respect their fans. If you do a Rush deep dive, I'll do an Oasis deep dive. Oh, it wouldn't, it wouldn't take you as long. That's not fair. Okay, then give me a band that you want me to do a deep dive in. <laughs> Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, Sex Pistols, one album. There you go. You well, I already said I'm starting to like that album, so that's not kind of... I already... You see how I'm trying to segue us away from all that, get back to what yeah, we're let's at? Yeah, let's get back to the album, New York Dolls' debut album, released in uh, July 27th. I'm feeling good, so go on. July 27th, 1973. Uh, as recorded from Record Plant, genre is hard rock, proto-punk, glam rock, punk rock. This was Poison before Poison. And I'll get into that later, but man, why'd you pick this out, Charles? I a story about this. Um, 
all of us, we all play old on podcasts, but we're not really old. I know a gentleman that seen the New York Dolls. Uh, he's probably pushing 70 now. He saw them with Kiss. So I'm assuming this would have been like hotter than hell time frame. I'm guessing. Um, and I, I'm assuming it was Cleveland too. Yeah, I'm, that's the biggest area, you know, where concerts would have been. And uh, the New York Dolls were booed off the stage for him. They, I don't think they made it a song or two. And he said it was because of the way they looked. He didn't even get a chance to hear him. He did say Kiss was good, and he's not a Kiss fan, so he said they were great. Uh, that would have been awesome, first of all, to see a young and hungry Kiss and the New York Dolls. I'd have been in heaven, personally, if I had a time machine. But that's, we don't know you, if you like this album yet. So <laughs> we don't. But you hit the nail on the head. Uh, their look at the time. Like I said, I, I, I trust that guy. I don't think he'd make up stories. He's seen a lot of acts. He plays in bands. Uh, they were getting booed off the stage in certain places in the country because of a rather androgynous look. What would be, like, commonplace ten years later? I know. Like, hello, Poison. Hello, Poison. Britney it's Fox, not just, you know. Yeah, all of them. Not just the dolls, though. It's also Hanoi Rocks. Oh, fuck Hanoi Rocks. I don't like them, but the look. I don't like so, them I mean, either. But the dolls... Well, the dolls preceded Hanoi Rocks by probably a few years. I don't know. I'm not a man. I don't like the Hanoi Rocks. How about Enough's much. Enough? They were kind of glammy like them, too. Exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> if you look at footage of the dolls in the 70s, I mean, they looked a lot like... Like, Johnny Thunders, to me, looked like Izzy Stradlin. Yeah, I don't even like, know who that guy was till like yesterday. The the biggest thing was David Johansson wore actual ladies' high heel shoes. That's it. I mean, anybody dressed like any other rock star in the day, or what we would have been accustomed to in the eighties. But their look kind of hurt them, I would say, in the seventies. And then, well, we'll get into the music. But I was I thought that was a very interesting story because he was like. Yeah, the crowd in Cleveland wasn't into that the way they looked. Boy, we've come a long way. I mean, in 10 years, that's how all the bands would look. Yeah, you know you know, the Dolls never considered themselves punk. Um, you know, Morrissey's favorite album, according to Paul Myers, Record Store to Corpus, not only moved to his own influ influential group, The Smiths, but eventually convinced the surviving Dolls to reunite in 2004. So, uh, yeah, great documentary, by the way. Uh, it centers around the bass player, Arthur Killer Kane, and he had converted to Mormonism at that point. And uh, he hadn't talked to David Johansson. He had a big falling out. And uh, but it, the whole documentary is about how he was living. He was attacked with a baseball bat in L.A., just crazy shit went on in that guy's life. Oh, he did? And then uh, he did the show, but then he, like, came up with leukemia and died. Like, he, they were going to do a tour, but he didn't get to do it because he fell ill with leukemia that he probably had for a while and didn't know it, and then he passed away. But uh, that documentary is pretty interesting. I watched it. So One friend of mine 
who um, knew about groups then said that in parties they were like a really good party band like people might hire them to do parties and they were considered very popular and very cool he said that it wasn't so much about the music it was just that they knew how to have fun and they knew how to get a party going that's what he said they they only mm. dressed in drag just to get a shock value though i was reading about that too so but well yeah that's I, how you need that, to get seen i do you think kiss copied these guys to yeah. say yes definitely and it was paul stanley and gene simmons both said they tried to dress like the dolls initially they tried to be in drag and they said they look like linebackers makeup on they were bigger than these guys i guess and so they went the opposite route but yes definitely they were an influence the dolls were almost the sex pistols almost they don't like uh, to the, be called punk they like to be called malcolm rock McLaren, malcolm mclaren the guy that managed the pistols I actually flew over it ended up just being johnny thunders and i think jerry nolan uh they kind of broke up at that point but that was why it didn't quite work out and he said well fuck it i'll make my own and that's why they made the pistols initially he wanted to bring the dolls to england because i think he probably deduced right that in england they probably would have gotten over bigger yeah yeah they were more androgynous in england at that time well, yeah, and I just don't think in England they're not as hung up on stuff. Like, no. you could see new, you could see new, t new uh, tits on like public television. So, there you go. And they're still like revered in. I mean, there's the seminal bands in punk, in my opinion, are these guys, like you know, historically. Well, them I mean, Stooges, man. The Stooges. But he always tries to say the Ramones, and Stooges. it's like no. These dudes were out before the Ramones. The Stooges. Stooges. These guys. And another band that I'm not very fond of, but they get a lot of love for that, is the Velvet Underground. Uh. And I would throw the MC5 in there as well. I would get the MC5, but the Velvet Underground, I would I would say created alternative rock, not punk. But they're considered one of the forerunners yeah, or they whatever ain't, they ain't punk that's the stooges man the stooges even like early who man was kind of punk man well yeah but i mean but the first time that something was really labeled that i mean like this is a, this people can like this band or hate them and a lot of and that's pretty much how it is with this group you either like them or you hate them they don't seem to be too many people it's like oh they're okay yeah. uh they are influential no matter what they were influential on a sound mm. and they were influential with their look and that could be for bad either way i'm not trying to stand up and say it's for good or bad but maybe people don't like poison <laughs> you know <laughs> that glam look but they were a forerunner of that and definitely their sound along with the ramones after this band because this band was out, you know, Johnny Thunder, Johnny Thunders had the Heartbreakers one year before Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. See, I, I've heard of Johnny Thunders. I didn't know what, who the fuck he was till this review here. 
Sylvain Sylvain is uh, the rhythm guitarist, but sometimes he plays leads. And uh, I don't know. So I, I'm just really curious of what you guys took away from it. I know Mark, I'm curious from Mark, but Lee is always that X factor. We're we going to find out what Lee thinks about these songs here. Yeah, I'm even curious what I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Lee. He's not even too sure at this moment. Well, this album is highly rated on a lot of fucking... Uh, like what? What is it? Like all music five stars. Robert Sometimes four stars. Robert oh, the Christ Dean. Crystal A plus. They can start Robert Christgau like the Dean of rock critics. The worst review is Music Rockhound, which is three point five out of five, and of course Rolling Stone instead of giving it five stars like everybody else gave it or ten, gave it four. <laughs> no, I don't. Work. Them. I actually don't worry about what they rated, but I do know it all matters Robert, what you like, man. I'm, I don't care what he says, but I avoided this band for a minute because he was he was one of the biggest pushers of this band ever, and uh, he still is. Didn't they get the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Who the New York Dolls? No, I think they did. I don't believe this is a critic's darling right now, dude. I know, but uh, for some reason, I don't believe so. Uh, I really think they did. I need to look this up. Keep talking, Charles. They should over uh, who all who the fuck they put in recently? Some Dolly Parton. Yeah, I, yeah, I like Dolly Parton. Well, if we don't get to the reviews soon, I'm going to get bored. Sorry. Oh, yeah, we no, are, dude. It's come on. Let's see, it says, I don't know, it's not going to it. They're not in New it. New York Dolls, eligible since 1999, nominated 2001, 2021, and 2022. They haven't been, they're not in there, but they've been considered. So, there you go. I will listen to this episode if you cut out the first two hours. Okay, two hours. Today. We've only been on for forty minutes, thirty-seven <laughs> minutes. Uh, well, then no, cut off those. Oh, fuck off! Hey, let's get into this album, shall we? Before Lee has a yeah. bitch fit. I, I'm drinking now, so keep talking. <laughs> well, you said to shut up, and now you're saying to go. I, don't ever listen to a drunk man. Just well, go. <laughs> I'm high and drunk, so fuck off. So let's get into this fucking the first track, personality crisis. What do you think about this, Lee? All right. They play with energy, and it was probably fun to see live, but this is sort of a forgettable song. The beat keeps it okay, but it sounds more like they're goofing around instead of writing something meant to be remembered. It's okay, but not great. All right, man. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard this album. I've seen them. I've known who they were for a while. It's just like I said, Buckster Poindexter turned me off for even trying to listen to this group. I think Chris Senzak of the Decibel Geek likes this group. So, Chris, uh, you might want to hear my review of this. This group is, like I said, this group has always turned me off by the album covers. They dress like women, and I like poison. So I'm a fucking hypocrite. Fucking sue me right there because I fucking judge the band. They look like women, which I bought poison and lapped that shit up because they had videos. <laughs> 
I always liked David Johansson as an actor. Uh, no Buster Point X was fucking horrible. Uh, it's a pretty damn good song with a little punk and with some stones in the mix. The song is pretty darn damn good. I've always loved me some honky-tonk southern piano, and there's lots of fucking energy in this song. I like it. What do you think about it, Charles? Co-written by David Johansson and Johnny Thunders. Uh, we open with a classic opener to me. I mean, this is how you open an album. Just good old-fashioned rock and roll song. Uh, and you get a slight Stones feel to it, I agree. And uh, both Johansson and Thunders were compared quite a bit to both Jagger and Richards. Uh, both in what they brought to their band and, and the look on the stage. And uh, it's full of fear, fire and fury. This isn't for the fans of those 45-minute long songs. Uh, just Jagger to this, definitely a great track. Johansson is just hollering like there is no tomorrow. A bit of a bit of humor here too, out of as well. I love it. Those forty-five minute songs are done by Emerson, Lincoln, Palmer, not Rush. Okay. Well, you a fan of that? No. <laughs> I think we did Tarkus, and I didn't like it. <laughs> so, I liked it. I know yeah. you did, Lee. But then we get to the uh, the next uh -huh. song, personnel. Looking for a kiss, Lee. This is like what the Rolling Stones were doing on the album Some Girls. But I prefer that stuff to this. It's all right. And the beat is cool and the energy is there. But the song is sloppy and sounds like they were trying to be forgettable. Well, they succeeded. <laughs> all right, man. This reminds me of some Stooges, great rhythm. David is a really good man. He sounds way better than that Poindexter crap. I dig this song, man. This is the first time I've heard it. So it's probably been in your queue for a while, Lee. So maybe first no. time. Maybe if I keep listening to it, it'll change to what you think. But right now, I like it. I, I, I wanted to. Mine longer. So what do you think about it, uh, Charles? Well, this song's got a bit of a T-Rex feel to it at times, and uh, I'm sure they were aficionados of that band, but it's also got more of that stone swag to it as well. There's something to this, while it has nods to other bands, it has a very, like, of-the-moment type sound to it. Like, to me, this could come out today and it'd fit in. I don't know, maybe it's Todd Rundgren's production on the record, he downplayed what he did on the album a lot, but he was one of the better producers of his generation. And you had legendary engineer Jack Douglas, the sixth Aerosmith member. I was waiting for you to say that, Charles, because I could have said that a long time ago, but I knew you'd bring it up. There you go. Yeah. It has to be why it sounds so good, man. Definitely another good one here with a lot of attitude and swag. Jack Douglas rules, dude. He got overruled on that last fucking uh, Aerosmith album. That's why it sucked. Fuck yeah. They oh, and his work, Jack. his work with Lennon was great, too. Yeah. So then we get to the next track, Vietnamese Baby. Uh, I'll go first on this one. Uh, this is like early punk. You could hear a lot of Ramones in this. But, man, a lot of, like, a little bit of old stones mixed into this song. It's fucking a fun fucking track. I like it. I like three for three so far, Lee. Why you hate it? Yeah, I like the in conviction of the song more than the first two, but it's still forgettable, and I don't really like the song better. 
it has the punk rock style of energy to it, but they could have written a more structured song. Well, but structure is not That's punk. Yeah. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about, Lee? You, you, get, you get someone giving you a whole big plate of beans and cheese and stuff, and they spread it on the floor, and they say, eat up, doggy, and you say, this isn't a meal, and they say, it's a punk meal. You want I, something to be structured, Lee? You don't oh. structure shit. What? What do you structure? <laughs> you mean my own music? Yeah, it's not structured. Structure it's Ron. It's off the off key. Come on. Uh, you're right, but but, but <laughs> I'm better. All right, but I knew you wouldn't like it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, man. Charles, what do you think about it? Vietnamese Baby. It's a protest song written about the Vietnam War and the state of America at the time. Uh, this is a well written song lyrically to me for sure. Again, this one and the previous both were just penned by Johansson alone. Uh, Features cool sound effects provided by Todd Rundgren with a Moog synthesizer. And a pretty cool guitar solo there by Johnny Thunders. Another well-engineered track. I do recommend hearing it with headphones. Because there's lots of swirling and panning throughout. Oh, one of the better... Yeah. yeah, one of the better pure band tracks here. Uh, Arthur Killer Kane's bass and Jerry Nolan's drumming is also solid. Not to mention... Sylvain Sylvain's uh, rhythm guitar work is really good. Cool track, and it's designed to make you think. So who do you think's better? Uh, fucking Malcolm or Sylvain Sylvain? Who's Malcolm? Malcolm Young. Oh, on rhythm? Yeah. Malcolm Young. Okay. What do you think about that, Lee? Malcolm or Sylvain Sylvain? I think, I think a, a dog um, rubbing against a fire hydrant is better than both. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh, I would pick Malcolm. I would pick Malcolm also, man. But, uh, damn. So that's Vietnamese Baby, and then we get to Lonely Planet Boy. I'll take this one, man. Now, this is Total Stone song. Like, she's a rainbow type with the vocal tone. But this song is kind of just okay compared to the first three, plus the sax sounds so badly played. It sounds like, hey, you, pick up that sax and just play anything. We don't care. Uh, like Lee was talking about structure, that sax was not structured. Oh man, it fucking, I don't like it. <laughs> it's like the first song on here I don't like. Lee, what do you think about it? At least now you get one kiss, whereas Charles gets none so far. <laughs> Maybe I change that. Maybe he gets a kiss because he won't want it. I'm kidding. Anyway, this makes the stuff on the Rolling Stones album black and blue sound like King Crimson by comparison. This is so bad. <laughs> Keith Richards embarrassed when he's in his most drugged state. The only redeeming thing about it is that it's so awkwardly amateurish that it's laughable. For that, I'll give it one instead of a zero. Right. Yeah. Charles, what do you think of Lonely Planet Boy? Another one written by old Buster. Uh, 
which is interesting as I'm going to assume to me I don't know if you guys know the Johnny Thunder song can't put your arms around a memory it's a fantastic song if you don't and it kind of reminds me of that it has similar vibes that's kind of interesting uh, I guess you call this a ballad or Definitely a chill-out groove, uh, features a little sax. I describe the sound of this song as like a deranged, ominous version of a track that you you would like dance with a girl at a 50s sock-hop dance, like the, the chill-out, but it's like a deranged, crazy band on stage. I like it, but not, not as much as the rockers I've heard this far. Uh, whatever, it's just whatever. I don't dislike it as much as you guys, but yeah, I'm not... Really Dude, into doesn't it. the guy playing sax sounds like he can't play? Well, that was a big complaint. They all sound like it, and they've sound like that throughout the whole album so far. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Big <laughs> that Rundgren had was that, uh, like Lee would say, they were so unfocused, and it was hard for him to rein them in. Yeah. And he was getting pissed off. So, I could see that. But, yeah, the, I don't agree with Lee on the previous, but this one... I can see where Lee's coming from. It's not It's not a standout track. You need to hear the rest of the album so much where you finally get sick of it. Like <laughs> like, um, like your Simmons fan being on the island with coconuts so much, he finally screams out, I'm sick of coconuts! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's get to the next song, Frankenstein, which I picked. So here's Frankenstein oh. on Freeform Rock Podcast. Don't fall in love with Frankenstein. It's a 
This isn't the Egger Winter Group's uh, Frankenstein. This is fucking. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> I love that song though. But uh, yeah. this is like loving the guitar sound on this. Cool riffs coming in and out. David sounds great. This one reminds me of the Animals, man. This is it's so fucking raw. The lead is so good. I could hear some organ in here. Bring it up yeah. more in the mix, man. This is a fucking great fucking killer jam. What do you think about it, Lee? I already think I know, but go ahead. This isn't great, but so far, it's a little better than the first four songs. They're at least trying to write a good song. They haven't quite made it yet, but at least they're trying somewhat, and that's halfway commendable. I give this a 4 out of 10, the highest score to any of these songs yet. <laughs> All right, Charles. Well, the, uh, this one, finally, we break the Johansson streak. It was co-written with him and Sylvain Sylvain. Man, we're back in the rocker mode here, man. Yeah. This song is one, and we go out with a bang. This is pure punk bliss here, man. I really enjoyed Johnny Thunder's guitar work on the track. We got some more Moog and definitely piano, and I think both yeah. of them were David Johansson stands out on this, man. He is screaming on it with no regard for human life. Longest track in the album is six minutes, but seems like it blew by. As I this know, is a great track on the album. Like a yeah, fart. Man. Like a fart. <laughs> Definitely one I'd recommend to check out. I don't think it's quite the best on the record, but it's a sleeper track and one of the better ones. So he's saying the smell lasts forever with a fart. <laughs> It comes on by you like a fart, but that smell sticks with you, though, Lee. <laughs> Both me and Mark are uh, You ate it, Lee. You ate it. Yeah. He's hated this album so far. I'm, I'm very surprised because Lee is very Amphot and Guard. He think Lee, this is the United States of America is better than this album? So far. Ooh. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, let's turn this bitch over to trash. What do you think about it, Lee? <laughs> you know, I said stuff about the first five songs. Side one, this is where I'm going to surprise you. Because I was surprised. I have a very different opinion about the rest of these songs. Okay. This sounds a little bit like they were trying to write an Alice Cooper type of song, and they do succeed. It's still a little bit immature sounding, but this time, I like the song. It sounds like they're finally knowing how to write songs that are more than forgettable. So then I'll go. Uh, this is like, total sounds like Ramones to me. The playing is far superior to them, though. Could hear Joey singing this, but man... Lee doesn't like the Ramones, so this is making sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I it, 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 the fact that you like everything and you, you, you just take the whole big plate of food and put it in your mouth without knowing any, never mind. Hey, I, I, I both of you, both what? of you, you like, I like everything, I'm sorry. I don't like everything. 
I don't like everything. Don't don't don't, don't make me say that. Everything. I'm don't sorry. don't make me say the uh, FPC. <laughs> yeah, um, no. And I hate and I didn't like fucking uh, mascara soup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, oh, you mean Matthew Southern Comfort? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said NPC like military I, police. No. Well, let's see. No, no FPC. Lee, I'm kind of with you on the Ramones. I think uh, when they dog on ACDC for everything. When ACDC, they say everything sounds the same. Nope, that would be the Ramones. Thank you. Uh, No, no. Gabba, 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 gabba. Better than the Ramones. Yeah. This one's better than the Ramones. I know. I think think Joey could sing it, but the Ramones couldn't play it. The lead rules on this. uh, And by the way, I do love the Ramones. But, uh. I'm drinking, so I apologize for yelling at you. I don't care. Uh, Who's next? Me. You go for it. Uh, Another Johansson Sylvain composition. I think this is definitely one of the tracks that had to be considered proto-punk and why the Ramones and others flocked to see these guys live because they were out before the Ramones. Yep. You punk fuckers that think that Ramones invented it. They did not. Uh... You get a type of like a feel, a 50s feel to this music here, but with a total update of fresh sound to it. The guitar interplay between Sylvain and Thunders is great. And this is the essence of what the essence of what punk would go on to be. You can hear why these guys influenced so many bands down the road. And it's a shame to me that they didn't quite resonate at the time because they were slightly too ahead of their time. Another good one here. So then we go to the next track, Bad Girl, which Lee picked. So here's Bad Girl on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
Okay, Lee, you picked Bad Girl, man. Yeah. I picked this song because it's the second song on the album that I liked. It's written quite well, and it's played better than the other songs so far. I could imagine a heavy metal group doing this song. Maybe Sebastian Bach would be able to sing it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Sebastian could do this. Okay, he loves. He probably loves yeah. this band, dude. Uh, yeah. And I'll go. Oh my, the opening is really good. The song fucking rocks. Killer old school leads. Well, this is an old school album, but this is new to me. I fucking love this track. What do you think about it, Charles? Well, Johnny Thunders co-wrote it again with Johansson. Man, Johansson was a right motherfucker, man. Uh, the guitars in the beginning are awesome and very original sounding as well. As Lee noted, the riffage on this one is approaching on metal territory a bit. Yeah. Great chugging riff, and Thunder's adding some great lead, lead fills over that plant by Sylvain. Another great rock and track here. Man, only so far only one kind of filler track. Everything else has been excellent to me. This one was no different. I really enjoyed this one. So good pick, Lee. Right on. And then we get to uh, Subway Train. What do you think about this, Lee? This album is picked up momentum. This sounds like the Rolling Stones, but just as good, if not even better. It definitely is better than anything on the Black and Blue album. I really like this a lot. It's one of the best songs on the album. Isn't Black and Blue a live album by the Rolling Stones? No. It is no. Uh, no. You oh, that's a blues album. That's our blues album, yeah. Right before Some Girls. Yeah. It's it's an album that, that might be bluesy if, if they fell on the street and they 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 banged their head and they turned blue. <laughs> I, I, th I, I think the Stones killing it blues, though, man. But but that... Midnight wow. Rambler, dude? Come that's on. Not, that song, Let It Bleed, and that's a good album. That's a great song. <laughs> that's fucking blues. Fantastic let, here, man. Let Bleed's up there for me as far as favorite Stones albums. Yeah. That's fucking... Awesome. But, Live at Leeds? Huh? There is no... Huh? Like, I said Let It Bleed. Huh? Let It Bleed is oh, one of my oh, 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 but that's not a live album, but it's still a no. good album. I, no. Well, that's, 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 no, I got that confused with Get Your Yaya's Out. That's a live album. I'm going to complain. I'm going to forget my, it tomorrow. My favorite is Exile. Oh, God. Yeah. See, no, you did, like you, did, did you hear that, Charles? What? He said, oh, God, an exile. You know why? I've been bugging why? him for five years to do that album. <laughs> Exiles. I recorded on my, I did it on my own podcast. You know what? <laughs> you guys like too much. We like every, we like a lot of music. You like, you like jazz. I don't like jazz. That's wrong. <laughs> you have to like what I like. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Dude, see, we don't like too much. We just don't like I'm, enough. There it's you go. I'm, I'm drinking. I'm sorry. So so if we like jazz and we like the stuff that we liked, you'd be okay with that because we like jazz. I don't know what Charles likes. Charles probably loves jazz. I have no idea. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not no. speaking for you, Charles. You know what? It's like, like if I saw you with a tumor and I wanted to cut out the tumor, you tell me to cut out the good part of your body and leave the tumor, and I'd be on your case for it. Maybe. Sorry. All right, so I, I guess I go on subway train now. 
Mm-hmm. I love this song, man. This fucking song rocks. Killer wrist. I can hear the Stones doing this song. This song kicks ass. What do you think about it, Charles? Thunders and Johansson again. Uh, definitely hear more Thunders influence on this. Uh, this is later work I can hear in this song a lot. Another sort of mellow one. Uh, I think it has a bit of a better feel to it than that Lonely Planet voice. Uh, Thunder's guitar work on it's great. The guitar solo break is a huge highlight of the track. I enjoy it, but not quite as much as the Rockers, but I don't know. Maybe this band just didn't do the chill-out songs that well to me, but I, I don't dislike it. I would put it slightly above that Lonely Planet Boy mellow song, but under the Rockers. But I still like it. All right, so we get to pills, Lee. This sounds like something the Black Crows could have recorded. It has a cool, down-home, casual feeling to it. That's not amateurish, but really good playing. This is quite good. And this is a Bo Diddley uh, cover. That's why Black Crows could have done it. Yep, and the Stones. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. who invented it with Mr. Brownstone. Yeah, true. Uh, no, I'm no wonder, joking. I, I okay. think the Stones and the Dolls influenced each other in the early 70s, man. Uh, this song is fucking cool with the jamming guitar and a fucking groove and some blues art, man. What do you think about it, Charles? Well, as you noted, a cover of Bo Diddley, uh, and somehow they make it sound like a Rolling Stones song. Uh and I'm, I know the Stones did cover some diddly stuff. Uh, Thunder's guitar solo, again, is great. That dude's underrated on the guitar, as far as I'm concerned. Johansson had some harmonica. And uh, I think the rockers are what this band does best. And this is another good rocking song here. You can totally hear what bands down the road would add to their records, whether it's the Pistols or the Clash. Another good rocking tune here. All right, so then we get to Private World, Lee. This sounds like what David Johansson would later do in his solo career. He did it better in his solo career, but I don't dislike this song. It's the least interesting of the good songs, but it is one of the good songs, and I do like it. Well, I agree with you on that, Lee. See, we agree. Right uh, on. I love the guitar riffs. The piano has a Stones feel to it again. David's tone is so Mick Jagger-ish. Love the middle part and where it's riffing up with that piano banging. You know, that, that, that doo -doo -doo, the piano's fucking hitting like a hay bulldog a little bit. Fucking love the fucking track. What do you think about it, Charles? The only co-write of the bassist, Arthur Killer Kane, again with David Johansson. I think maybe he had a control issue in this band. <laughs> uh, I enjoy the beat and the feel of this one. It's, it's different from a lot of the songs on the record. Uh, Thunders could be a standout on it, but I actually love the work Jerry Nolan did on the drums on this track. A good song that has a really cool feel to it. Another really good band performance here. Fans of rock that haven't heard this album, stop what you're doing and check this album out right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with that. It's the first time I've heard it, and I, I was like snickering at it because of Buster Poindexter for years. But, People uh, listen to this um, podcast don't usually care about my opinion, so if I tell them not to hear it, they will anyway. So go for it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you respect that that people don't listen to you. 
Dude, I, he has nervous breakdowns. What, Lee? You respect that people don't listen to you, though. I respect the fact that I do not respond to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> you don't have to respond. They don't matter. As people, they do not matter. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so let's get... Well, to maybe they matter in the fact that they, they breathe carbon monoxide monoxide in and out and they make the world the plant but that's it no i'm kidding. fucking global warming all right let's get to the last, <laughs> last track jeff boy uh, but uh charles picked this one man he wants to go out with a bang so here's jeff boy on the freeform rock podcast Jump on! 
Charles, Jet Boy, man. My favorite doll song. Uh, I highly re recommend look up the Grey Whistle Test video on YouTube of this song where some pretentious dickhead on that channel called this Mock Rock. He don't know what the fuck he's talking about, I can assure you. Uh, this is a perfect rock song to my ears with a strange lyrical content that has more in common with a comic book as far as the imagery of it. I love the hand claps while Thunders just wails away on that riff. This is another one that also shouldn't offend metalheads too much. Uh, it's got lots of crunch on those guitars as they really go hard on this. This is the best track in the album to me. To me, people that don't know this record, let's say they know rock or punk rock, if you don't know this record, hang up your credentials. I ranked this record just below Nevermind the Bullocks and London Calling on my list of favorite punk albums. Nice. And um, I'll go next, man. Starts off with a killer rift. I bet this band would be killer live back then. <laughs> a lot of piss and vinegar in it. I fucking love it. Was punk, it, was punk rock created with the fucking, uh, what is it, uh, Chuck Berry riffs just on 11? You know, is yeah. that what punk is? It's all based off Chuck Berry? Throwback to Chuck Berry, Bill Haley, the original rock and roll kind of songs, you know. It was, you know, getting away from the Emerson, Lake, and Palmers. And Pink Floyd. They didn't like Pink Floyd, which I do like, by the way. Yeah, I do. But the guitars are just turned up and more distorted with that Chuck Berry or Bill Haley riffs, right? It's like... yeah. That's uh, all they do, and it's fucking amazing. And those hand claps, man. Look, and this is the best song off the album. Great pick, Charles. I fucking love this track. Lee. Yeah, this is a great party song. It's not the most well-written compositionally, but everyone can sing and clap to it, and it's really good. It's one of the best songs on the album. I dig it. Yeah, I, I give this album a 10.5 bong rips. First time hearing uh, it. Absolutely loved it. I'm not going to give it a perfect because I need to hear it more. But uh, Charles, man, any thoughts on this album? Well, I just, I said, I mean, my favorite punk album is Nevermind the Bullocks or Sex Pistols. My second is London Calling by The Clash. And this is number three. So that's pretty hot, tall cotton in my world. And I am a punk aficionado, not if not an expert by any means. I don't want any punk fans coming after me. I'm not an expert. 
and I don't run around with safety pins in my nose, but there's some of punk music that gravitates to me, and it just it reaches me. Maybe like how Rush reaches you. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, but this album's just, pretty damn good, man. <laughs> but, no, I, you got enough grounding like the Stones. There's a lot of Stones feel to this. Yeah. And uh, I also read where Aerosmith was even influenced by these guys. Well, yeah. I think it's for the look, to be fair, but I could get that. I could see but, fucking Steven Tyler looking like David Johansson, yeah. Yeah, very influential band. Yeah. So I rank it very, very highly. That's a fucking great album. Any final thoughts on this album, Lee? I do think that I want to check out their other material, not because of the bad songs on here, but because since they had at least half of a really good album, I'm thinking they might improve with their later albums. So, I, I, I like I said, I think that this album has two sides to it. One which is the side that you can use to scrape up your dog poop, and the other side that you can listen to. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool. So, do you recommend this album? Yes or no, Lee? I recommend side two. Oh, okay. So, um, that was our review. Charles, uh, then we have our uh, Charles pick this album, so we get to the tracks of the week. Charles, you pick MC5, looking at you. Oh, yeah. Another proto-punk group. Uh, Garage Band, too, as well. But check out a great review Lee and I did on that album, on the Lee Gerstmann Show. I but that. You remember things that I don't. <laughs> well, Charles, you're getting where I used to be. there <laughs> now. Huh? He's already there now. <laughs> but I still remember also, so there you no, go. No, but at ranking, he's, he's there now. <laughs> he's like you now. <laughs> All right. Then uh, we get to your track, Dave Davies, Where Do You Come From? Oh, yeah. Than anything off of any of that New York Doll album. Uh, that That's the guy from the Kinks, right? The guitar player? Yeah. Yep. His I've brother. never heard any of his solo albums. I've heard Dave's, no, uh, the other guy, whatever his Ray. name Ray. Dave, yeah. yeah, Ray's solo albums. I like them. Ew, yuck. Yeah. You like Dave better than Ray? <laughs> I like that album better than right. any Ray did solo. And, and then I picked a song because I just wanted to be different. Oh. I picked Survivor, American Heartbeat, the great Dave Beckler on vocals. Oh. <laughs> Boy, that's got a lot in common with uh, New York Dolls, but hey, yeah. It I don't have anything in common with them. It's something off the wall. Yeah. Cool. You guys have been doing that to me lately, so it's my turn. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you think Survivor and New York Dolls, totally. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm yeah. from Dave Parker is those Real Men of Genius commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah those are awesome. Yes. Real Men of Genius. Full yeah. thing. But anyway, it's always, I'll say before you sign us off, uh, Lee had told me, fuck yeah, I'll do the review. And I thought he was fantastic. And uh, but I'm always glad to have Lee on. Uh, I'm a big Lee fan myself. And uh, Make sure to use better judgment with the next album next time. But <laughs> Hey, you've sent me a few that it wasn't that great either. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
touche. I actually wanted to do this album, so I have to also say fuck you to myself. <laughs> no, it's all good. I'm actually glad I did it because I needed to hear the album, and it took you to get me to hear it. So, I do... Thanks. I just want to say thank you for picking this album because I probably would have never heard it. Now I want to check out more New York Dolls. Uh, but fuck Buck, Buck, Buster Poindexter. You could go get hot, hot, hot somewhere else. Well, but, uh, I you ever want to see you. a great B movie I, with, with David dude. Johansson? Huh? I said, you ever want to see a great B movie with David Johansson? Which one? Uh, Let It Ride with the great Richard Dreyfus. Oh. <laughs> I liked him in Scrooge. I liked him in Scrooge, but he had more of a he had a bigger role in Let It Ride. Yeah, when Oz, you know who else was in Oz? Peter Chris. Oh wow! Didn't that... Yeah, they they both were on like for like three episodes though. Was no, that was the jail show? Yeah, that's yeah. not Lee's thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried watching it. It, it wasn't. It, it was more like. Watching someone sleep for two hours and finding some just come on, go to the warden, <laughs> and you go to the warden. They clip off one hair at your haircut. Then he goes back to sleep, and that's the episode. I thought it was a good series. The ending was stupid, though. You like you like cuts for two hours, okay? I think all you guys should go watch Mister Show and laugh your ass off. Great HBO. I the kids yeah, in the I hall. Oh, kids in the hall rule too, man. Yeah. I'll, I crush I'll your head. Crush your head. Yeah, man. Out of order for you. We could save this for the video if we're doing a video. <laughs> I'm not doing a video, guy. I'm pissed. Today. Huh? I, I, I uh -huh. might do the but I'm not going to do the video, but I might do the video. Okay. You're not doing a video, Charles? Uh, if Lee's not, no. Well, Lee said he Yeah, is. though I said I am. Okay, yeah, I'll do it in like 15 Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not, even though I am. All right, so that was our review of fucking uh, the New York Dolls debut album, man. Go check it out. Buy physical media or stream it. But you know you could buy it for like nine ninety nine and just buy the whole digital album. This album you can buy for nine ninety just I think you can digitally. Oh, I thought you meant like the vinyl. No, vinyl is probably like forty bucks. But, uh, but digitally yeah. or on CD, it'd probably be like nine ninety nine. I'm doing it on for the for the Zoom. If you like rock and roll music, check this album out. If you don't, listen to Fine Young Cannibals. That's the end. Yeah, that'll drive me crazy. But uh, all right, talk to you guys later. Later, guys. Bye bye. Bye.
You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.